It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It's a Friday edition of the podcast. And you know, Fridays in the fall, those mean football, right? Especially high school football. Uh, the boys of fall, uh, just uh, wherever your high school was, a small town, a big city, something special about high school football. And uh, as the leaves begin to fall a little bit here, the change color and the weather cools down just a bit. I mean, it makes high school football that much more special. I love my Rams. I love college football, but there's something about uh, my alma mater, Rio Hondo Prep, who I've talked a lot about on this program. And I've been doing a weekly episodes on Mondays, recapping their games and looking forward, previewing their opponents. That has been a blast for me to kind of uh, just give back a little bit, but also just promote the program from within. So uh, today we're going to be joined by somebody who definitely respects the Real Hondo Prep football program, has reported on the program quite a bit. Our guest today is James Escarciga. Hope I said that right. He's a high school sports writer, covers Pasadena, the Whittier area. Uh, he's a former coach from Crespi High School, uh, just has given great praise to the Real Hondo Prep football program over the years. And I saw him at the game recently between Rio and Campbell Hall. And I said, you know what? I, I think I want to have him on the show to talk high school football and also his perception of uh, the great Rio Hondo Prep football program, kind of from an outsider perspective. So uh, let's not waste any more time. Let's bring him on the show and get this thing kicked off to chat about uh, some high school football, specifically Rio Hondo Prep and other great programs in the area, as well as uh, maybe a little bit of Rams talk and other things as well. Okay, it's a pleasure it. today to be joined by James Escarcega. Excuse me, I was ready all day preparing it's for It's okay, Matt. It's all good, buddy. <laughs> I got a weird last name as well that uh, people butcher. So, uh, hey, James, it's a pleasure to have you on to talk some high school football and maybe specifically some uh, real Hondo prep football. Oop, did we lose you? Well, just a little slight technical difficulties there. Anyway, James, uh, we're going to talk some high school football today, specifically maybe a little bit about Rio Hondo Prep. Uh, you know, just excited about our conversation today. I appreciate it, Matt. It's great to be with you. Um, have nothing but great respect for uh, for Rio Hondo Prep. I know Mark Carson is is one of the top football coaches in the area, bar none. I beat, I put him up with uh, some of the top coaches in the area just because he's just – He's just a solid coach, and he runs a, an extremely solid program. And um, uh, I just—it's—it's it's always fun for me whenever I get to have a chance to go watch Real Hondo Prep play because they kind of do it the old school way, which is I believe it's the right way, which is they build a program from the from the bottom up, you know, with a great foundation, and it just shows every year in and year out. Well, definitely appreciate that. And it's nice to, to see people uh, appreciate that as well. Um, you, you know, real Hondo uh, just came off a loss uh, to Campbell hall, two undefeated teams. You were there. Uh, I was there. This, this episode will air probably uh, in a couple Fridays, but, but still that game is still pretty fresh. Uh, what was your takeaway from that, that game on Friday? And I thought it was two really good teams that unfortunately the cliche, you know, someone had to lose. Especially when you have a playoff on the line, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's everything you could have, you could have asked for it was great play on both sides of the ball. Both teams I thought played really hard. Um, you know, I think uh, if anyone doesn't walk away respecting Jonathan Guerrero, then they've got something that they need to, they probably need to do some football revisionist uh, training, so to speak, because he's my, he's my type of player. You know, he, he plays hard, he runs really hard. And, uh, um, I would hope that Rio Hondo Prep would get an at-large bid for the playoffs. I think they deserve it. Uh, they've done their resumes more than good enough. I, I just don't think they could be severely punished for having lost one game uh, in a game that could have gone either way. So um, I know there'll be some anxious uh, a couple of days for them uh, as they get closer to the playoffs, but I think they'll be fine at the end of the day. 
Yeah, I, I hope uh, the planets align and they're able to get in at large berth. I, I don't know uh, what CIF has in store with some of their new playoff selection things, but but you mentioned it's going to be interesting. We're all kind of, you know, Matt, we're all kind of wondering, wondering what's really going to happen here. You know, they're, they're using the Cal Preps uh, slash Max Preps power ratings for a, a formula for the first time this year. Uh, they really are going to kind of focus in on how teams are this year rather than in the past couple of years where they've used uh, the last couple of seasons to kind of dictate the divisions. They're, they're going to use uh, the ratings this season so that uh, they can properly align teams with their uh, competitive level. So I think we're all kind of, you know, we're, we're all kind of outside our comfort zone a little bit, but I think that's okay at the end of the day. I really do think so. I think we're, we're going to find that, find out that the, these divisions are going to be just fine. Uh, yeah, I, I would hope so. I mean, you know, real Hondo quite a bit, you, you know, that, I mean, it's an enrollment of, you know, less than a hundred kids, right. what, you know, right around there. And I mean, I mean, what are your thoughts on CIF kind of with this whole competitive equity and, and not telling you what division you're in? Uh, Cause it's in theory, Rio, a tiny school could end up playing in division six or seven or whatever it might be. I mean, what are your thoughts on that kind of now? Don't get me wrong. Rio embraces those challenges Rio's always wanted to play bigger schools but i mean within reason what are your thoughts on potential mismatching of, of teams i just don't think that's going to happen man i really don't um i know there's a lot of coaches that are concerned about it um i just i think at the end of the day uh i think cf wants to have like schools versus like schools from a competitive equity point of view um and they're gonna see what the ratings look like at the end of the day um now if it happens it would be kind of unfortunate but um but i think at the same time i think you're right i think mark would would um embrace whatever challenge the program is given and he'll he'll dive into it like i know he does with you know 100 percent you know effort and enthusiasm and everything which makes his program different from a lot of a lot of others in the in the area um, I just don't see that, you know, that, you know, I don't see real playing division five. Okay. I just don't, okay. I just don't see that happening. You know, could they be in nine or 10? Probably, you know, I mean, it's, you know, again, you, I mean, it's not like you guys had a powerhouse previous season schedule against the likes of a, a Glendora or whatever. I think you guys played what you felt was the most appropriate preseason schedule, um, based on your talent level and everything. And so I think at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you guys will be slotted in the spot, which I think would be, would be, you know, comfortable and fine. So to yeah, speak. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's good to hear. It's good to hear from someone like you, who's, you know, has, has a little more maybe knowledge about yeah, it. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm talking this to the CIF officials, you know, part of my job at, at, you know, with the Tribune is I get to cover the business side of CIF a little bit, which includes, you know, things such as releaguing and what, you know, and, and any type of business that, that, you know, that goes on at the Southern section office. And just talking with the people over there, I just think that they want to do the right thing. Mm. And so if they're, you know, if they are truly about that, then I just don't see, you know, real Hondo prep playing, um, Damien in the first round. Okay. I just don't see that happening. I think you're going to, you're going to find a, a like school. And I think, uh, you know, you know, and it's going to be a matchup in which I think CIF wants to have some, some tickets, you know, sold so that, uh, you know, they, they have their own issues they want to, you know, address too, which is they've got a, uh, some financial, uh, uh, stability that they've got to create now that, since they didn't have it last year because of the pandemic. So I think that it's really, uh, it's going to be really important on them to kind of make sure they have the right matchup so that they can get the, uh, the tickets sold at the gate, so to speak. Oh yeah. And it's, um, you know, it's an opportunity to slay some giants for, for a school like Rio. I mean, a few years ago, they beat Hawthorne in the first round. They lost to, uh, to uh, Artesia, uh, mm -hmm. by, you know, one possession. They, they turned the ball over at the goal line. So they can compete with these bigger schools. Uh, and that was really cool for the program, even in a loss. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting. We will see some uh, different matchups than we're used to seeing, that's for sure. And, I, you know, having done this, I mean, on the other side on the coaching of it all, I remember 2005 when I was at South Hills, we played Esperanza opening week and we had barely lost to him by three points. And, you know, it kind of proved to our players that, hey, we can play in Division One. We never thought, hey, you know, we want to be in Division One now. We want to play with, you know, it was one of the one game circumstances where you know we wanted to challenge ourselves and i did you know we did and we ended up playing division seven that year in the playoffs and was fortunate enough to win but um you know it's there's nothing wrong with that and i think you know those teams need to be rewarded you know for making a challenge like that early in the year just because they want to they want to 
see what they've got and make, you know, and, and you know, it's, it's easy to beat teams 40 to nothing that are, you know, and, you know, divisions, you know, much lower than yours and probably don't have the athletic level than you have or whatever. But when you're challenging yourself, you should be rewarded for it. Definitely. Definitely. And, uh, you know, you talked briefly about, <clears throat> excuse me, Jonathan Guerrero, his mm -hmm. performance last week. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I've tried to, to, to talk this guy up as mo as much as I can. He was the most recent, uh, uh, guest on our on our Monday morning podcast here talking Rio football. I mean, his performance on Friday night against Campbell Hall was was just extraordinary. And talk to me, if you will, about Jonathan Guerrero. The first time you saw him, were you like, man, who's this kid? Or what really jumps off the page? And, and how could you how could you tell others like, hey, don't look at this guy and see he's a short kid. This dude is a football player. Well, that, and that's a big hurdle you got to overcome, you know, especially if, you know, he wants to play at the college level. Um, trying to find the right spot for him is going to be a challenge because, you know, he's 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, 155 pounds, but he plays much bigger than that. And you know, I go back with him to a sophomore year where he played uh, against Pasadena Poly and he single-handedly won the game for you guys that year, I thought. You know, that drive in the fourth quarter, late in the, four, in the fourth quarter that won the game, for me was, you know, it was like, wow, this kid's going to be, you know, you can only hope he can, you know, grows a few inches. He's going to be okay. You know, but I think, you know, if you're a, a, a division three coach or a division two coach, you can over, you know, if you want to oversee, you know, look past his, his height and just, you know, just, you know, focus yourself on the tape. He's just a tremendous ball player. I think he, you know, he would fit many defensively or offensively. And I think what, he also brings, I think, to the table is leadership and the ability to uh, to get guys to be on the same page. He seems that type of guy that he leads by his actions more than, than words. And no, those type of kids today, Matt, are really hard to find. Oh, definitely. I mean, he's a guy you want to root for. Uh, Absolutely. If you're an outside, you listen. You listen no question. Wow, this is unbelievable. This is one of the toughest kids I've ever seen. I've, I had the privilege uh, of, of uh, James to officiate high school football while college football while D3 and, and, and so on and, and JC. And, and I've seen a lot of players and I'm like, I know he's a little guy, but he can play. He can play, like you said, the division three level for sure. I don't want to ruin any of his dreams or anything. I mean, it, it, he it, it's up to him, but I think he can play at the next level. And if he just gets a shot, you're someone who's seen a lot of football players in recent years. I mean, do you think Jonathan Guerrero is one of the best running backs in the area? Absolutely. I mean, he's probably on my board. You know, if I was to do a, a, a ranking, you know, he'd be my second running back behind Braden Bruce over at, at Glendora. He's that good because he's he's a very durable player. You know, he runs. He's an uh, what we call an inside zone runner where he can run in between the tackles. And he's not afraid to, to lower his, his shoulder pad level and get the extra two or three yards. And, you know, those guys are hard to find. Most of them want to play out in space, be an outside zone guy, you know, with toss or whatever. He's strictly different. You know, he's a, he's an inside zone runner. And, and I think also too, if he was to play on defense, he can play a, a good nickel back, uh, a nickel corner or, or, a, or a, a, a zone safety in the cover three, cover four scheme, you know, so. Uh, he's a very versatile player, Matt, and, and and I just again, if you just you know, if, if any college can just overlook his, you know, his physical nature a little bit, and just look at him, you know, on tape, and you know, if you watch him in person, you'll come away impressed. Yeah, and I don't want to leave out any names from the from the roster, but but I do, you know, we're going to talk about a few uh, players here. I mean, uh, two other guys on the team, uh, Gio Ortega, he's a speedster. He's, I mean, just a just a game changer, really. And then Ryan McCullough, who's only a junior, uh, does have a D one offer on the table already. He's the biggest guy on the team. You know, him and Guerrero next to each other looks kind of funny, but uh, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on uh, McCullough and and Gio Ortega? I like Gio a lot. You know, he's another one of the, he's a typical, again, another typical real handle, you know, prep player, you know, uh, plays hard, plays bigger than his size. I think, uh, that you got, you guys have done a really good job in, in featuring him in different schemes, whether it's the fly sweep or again, or in the run game, but he can also catch the ball. Uh, McCullough, I think is, is going to be a player that is going to attract a lot of attention. In the off season, because of his size and everything, uh, he plays. You know, he's a big kid, but he plays big. Um, and I think if you're going to recruit him, you're going to recruit him because of his upside, and you're going to see. You know, you're you're projecting two, three years down the line. You're not 
projecting now, where some kids, you can look and say, okay, he's going to play now. He's going to jump in and play at this school now, you know, when he gets to college. With Ryan, you're pretty much, you're, 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 it's, it's, it's kind of like a stock. You're playing it for the long term. You're playing for the, for the long game, so to speak. But both are, 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 are very, very good football players. Yeah, you know, Rio seems to uh, always have players that have some very good skill guys, but they always have kind of a group of guys that's just like, you know, hard nose, just, you know, stick, stick their face in the, in the pile. And just, I mean, they're just guys that get the job done. They don't get all the headlines or anything, but you look at that team and you're like, man, they only suit up 23 guys or whatever, but they got some real tough football players. I think you're going to always see that year in and year out with Rio. And I think that's taught in the weight room. That's taught, you know, when you guys, when, when coach has maybe a, a retreat before the season has started and it, and it starts early, you know, and that just doesn't happen, you know, you know, a week before the game or anything that happens, uh, you know, when you're in the, you know, it's March and it's April and you're pushing the weights around and it's, it's hot, it's 90, hundred degrees. I, you know, I've been there before as a, as a, as a strength coach, those are the times in which you really get to see your team kind of come together as a unit, you know, and it's kind of really fun to watch. And I think, again, that's what makes Rio, I think, much different from a lot of programs in the area is the fact that she guys develop guys from the, you know, from the head to the, to the toes, so to speak. And uh, it's, it's, it's great to see. Well, the youth program helps. I mean, other kids, absolutely. Football, but when it's all kind of tied in, you know, and then you got the junior, not too many kids play junior high tackle football. I mean, that, that helps. And then of course, JV and then varsity. So it's just, it's a system. It truly is a program. And, and, and James, when was the first time, if, if you can remember, you, you saw or heard, okay, Real Hondo Prep, who is this school? And then you went and saw them. Did you have low expectations? And then were you blown away? Or kind of take me through the first couple times you saw Rio, what impressed you, what stood out? Or, and- well, it's funny you should say that because uh, uh, when I was at South Hills, we had a, we had a, a family called the Emotis. Uh, Toby Amodu, Kevin Amodu, Ify Amodu, they all, I, I had the pleasure of coaching them all when I was at South Hills. And I remember talking to Toby one day saying, you know, where'd you play football? He goes, oh, we, you know, I play for Care Youth. I was like, well, I've never heard of, I've never heard of them before. He goes, you got to come by and go, you know, and watch them play one time. And so, you know, I, I went and this was when, you, you know, you guys were playing at the school. So you got that, you know, you got the, the little hill there, you know, on top of the end zone and all that. But, um, it was there where you just got to see the the whole picture that, you know, you guys are just not about what's on the field. You're about what's off the field, you know, and, and the, the, the care and uh, that you guys, you know, put with each and every player. And uh, uh, if you ever go back, if you ever go on YouTube and look at uh, just type in the name, if you emoted, there's a, a video that Eric Sondheimer, the LA times did. Um, I want to say it was back in 2009. It might've been. And, and if he, uh, gave uh, the, the care youth program tremendous credit for being the person that he was. Uh, you know, it's it's that was the the, the first time I I, uh, I got to see the program up close and personal, and it was like, you know, you guys are doing it right. And it's it's again, it's it's I think it's it's a it's a different program. It's not for everybody, but if you if you're in it, I think at the end of the day you'll you'll uh, you'll come out a better person for it. You know, and I think as, as a player, it's the same way too. Yeah, that Amudu, Amudu family was, uh, they were special. They, oh man, they had some talent. Uh, you guys saw that firsthand at South. And the mother oh. is, is absolutely one of my all time favorite moms I've ever had to de- uh, deal with. Yeah. She is absolutely <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so supportive and uh, had those kids in line. Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> Ify, yeah, Ify, oh man, man, he was fast. They're all fast, but anyway. Oh, yeah, they were, they were, they, they had the genetics and, and, you know, they've all been successful. You know, uh, Toby went to UCLA, Kevin went to the Air Force, and Ify went to Northern Arizona and had a, and had a cup of tea in the NFL. Um, it's, it's, it's one of those amazing families that only, I think you can only get, you know, through the Care Youth Program. Yeah, and it all started back in Care Youth League. And that's Isn't awesome. that something? Isn't that great? Uh, oh, man, it's awesome. Uh, so I, I, my my thoughts on I, – I went I went to Rio. I'm a little biased. You know, sure. This and that, but I feel like sure. my thought is that Rio Hondo Prep football is like – it's like this this best-kept secret in the San Gabriel Valley. Like Absolutely. People may hear the name or you know, like, Rio Hondo Prep, what is that? But it's like, no, no, no I challenge you. Go out to a game see it for yourself and be like, Oh, this is, this is something that's special. And I don't think people understand this too. And I have to remind this of everybody every year that that the program is the second winningest program in the Southern section behind Long Beach Poly when it comes to championships. 
you know, everyone's just like, well, are you what? And if you look it up in the record book, it's, it's, it, it's, it's an undeniable fact. And again, and that goes back to when Kenny Drain was, was the head coach over there. And now all, you know, Mark learned under him and Mark has pretty much taken the, uh, the torch and has been running with it. And, uh, um, I, you know, it's, 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 it, it, again, it's an old school program that I can relate to because that's how I grew up, you know, how to, how to, you know, cultivate a program from the bottom up rather than, okay, you know, I think today the bit, the biggest mistake I think young coaches uh, do today is they, they just think about winning. Well, they, you know, there's a process to it, you know, and it, whether you're starting at the freshman level or even, you know, in your case with the care youth program, there has to be, some type of uh, of development from the bottom up, and I think that's where you guys do a, a phenomenal job. Who are some other programs in the area that come to like? I'm, I'm we're in the San Gabriel Valley, but it can be Pasadena. You guys cover the Whittier area too. Mm-hmm. Who are some of the most consistent programs um, that that come to mind for you? Because I think Rio is up there. I'm not saying they could compete with these teams, but I mm-hmm. think they're up there as far as consistency. Uh, for, for me out in this area, uh, Bishop Amat, Charter Oak, South Hills, the, the, you know, some odd years here and there, but to me, some, those are some of the schools that are very consistent, uh, with football. Who are some other schools that kind of come to mind for you that are consistent in football over the years? Um, when it comes as if you're looking at it from, I call it the, the whole point of view, which is, you know, again, you're just taking the program from the, from the bottom up to the top. I think I would put you guys in with. Glendora, obviously Bishop Amat, St. Francis, um, Lucerna. I think they do a phenomenal job of developing student athletes from the ground up. And, you know, their success the last decade or so uh, is undeniable. Um, I think St. Paul does a good job. Um, so there's six programs right there. And, hey, you know, I worked at South Hills under Steve Bogan for seven years, you know, I like to think we did a pretty good job too, you know, yeah. because, uh, you know, we, we were never all about the W. We were always about, uh, you know, caring for the player, making sure that they had a great experience and, and at, the, at the same time learning lifelong, you know, lifelong lessons that, you know, that they can take off the field when they were done with football, whether it was at the high school or at the college level. So, uh, you know, I like to think we did a pretty good job as well, you know, but, um, but those, I mean, those are right now at the moment, those are, I, those are the six that come to mind. I'm, I may be missing a program or two. I, you know, like I guess I think Charter Oak, you have to put in there as well. Um, I, and, and today, you know, Benita is another one. I think, uh, you know, Coach Bogan, who I work with is over at Benita now, and he's bringing many of those, uh, philosophies that, you know, we, that, you know, we cultivated at South Hills during his time there and he's brought them over there. And so, you know, I'd like to think that, you know, I had, I didn't need that much of a hand in it, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I, I learned more from Steve than he probably learned from me, so to speak. So, and it's, it's, it's been, you know, it's, it's been repaid. Yeah. And all I mean by that, I'm not saying, you know, uh, Rio against Damien or I'm saying, just no, 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 not competitive, you know, even uh, the banners or this, that I'm just saying no. when you think of programs in the area, who is, you know, who is, who's been stable, who's been consistent. Los Altos had some legendary years and they, had, Absolutely. they were down. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't look at it as a team, you know, Hey, how's this football team? I always look at it as how is this program, what they stand for, how consistently they've been over the years. So, and, you know, and, you're not, and, and, and I get the, the, the great pleasure of, Watching other programs other than football, I cover you know probably every you know when you slide down that CIF you know slide bar, I cover everything from basketball all the way to volleyball, so to speak. You know we're filming this on a day. Excuse me, after I uh, I covered you know locking out in South Pasadena girls volleyball yesterday, and I could just tell you if I had a, a daughter who was a volleyball player, and I wouldn't have a problem you know, having her play for one of those two programs because they, they do everything right from, from the top on bottom. And when you have those two schools meet together, you end up having tremendous athletic contests with memories that last a lifetime. And, and that, you know, that they, you know, that's what happened last night, but you know, it, you those are the programs you want to be associated yourself with. Oh, sure. Sure. And, and, and something that, um, you know, I talk to people on the podcast about is I, I like hearing their story, their journey, their background, kind of to where mm-hmm. they are today. And we'll we'll talk about your reporting mm-hmm. and writing here soon. But t- talk to take us back a little bit, James. Where did you grow up? Did you play sports as a kid? High school sports? Take me through a kind of a timeline of where you grew up to where you're at now. 
I graduated from Shure High School, um, class of 89. I played one year of football, and um, the football guards told me I, that it was the wrong sport to be playing, so to speak. <laughs> so I ended up I, I ended up starting maybe my 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 journey to becoming a coach when I when I when I was basically a student there. I used to go through the 18 millimeter and the VHS tapes back in the day, you know, charting plays and everything else, and learned a little bit about football a little bit. Uh, worked on the administrative end uh, in the 90s. I was I worked at Montebello High School as an assistant student activities director. Um, and in 2000, I had a, an, a, a, an opportunity to work with the Tribune. And I did, which again, which is our, our three newspaper groups with the Star News and the, uh, and the Whittier Daily News. So I did that for a couple of years. And then I caught the coaching bug in 2002. I was very, very fortunate. I got to work with, uh, my first stop was at Shore High School. I wanted to work at my alma mater and I got to work there for a couple of years with Mike Mayroll. Um, we, had, you know, my first, I always tell people my, my journey in football was terrible. I, my first year of coaching, we were two and eight. So nobody was asking me about, you know, culture or leadership back in those days. But, uh, you know, we, one thing I learned right away was how to cultivate a team in the off season. And, you know, we went from two and eight to, I believe nine and four the next year. And I, we made the Seattle quarterfinals in division seven. So, uh, it, it was a successful start there for me. And I went to South Hills for seven years for coach Bogan. Uh, won a championship for him in 2005. Uh, had an opportunity to, to coach at Crespi at 2010 uh, with John Mack, and I took that job and was there for uh, seven years with Troy Thomas for the last four years, you know, when I was there. And then uh, I've been at the newspaper here ever since. But uh, I, I've i been involved with high school sports now close to uh, this is my, let's see, this is my 21st year. Wow. So how do you go from coaching to be like, mm-hmm. you know what I want to do? I want to be a sports writer. Or were you doing that kind of uh, in, in another form? How do you make mm-hmm. that transition? What was – The transition is simple. You just have to tell yourself you're done coaching ball. <laughs> you know, it's it, – it, the first year is kind of tough because you're still connected to the old – to the program where you left where many of the kids are still there. So you're always – you know, you're always in the back of your mind, you know, how, how are they doing and everything else. But after a while – I would say, Matt, you're you're pretty much um, you're you're just focusing on your job. You're focused in on making sure that you know. One of the things I, I learned early was, you know, if you're going to put your name to something, you better make sure you do you know you do it right, so to speak, when when it comes to to writing. So um, I just it, it it was an easy transition for me because of teams that were successful like yourselves in St. Francis, Pasadena basketball, Maranatha baseball, LaSalle, ba- you know, I can just go on and on, but, uh, and then you meet great coaches and then you meet great players. And so the transition becomes very seamless and tight. And of course I, I have, I, I have to give credit where credit is due. I work with Fred Robledo every day. Um, there's nobody else I would work with, uh, you know, we we I think we we were a great team together. We we work well together, and I I hope it comes across in the coverage that we have. But and then we have you know a couple of our lieutenants in our main office. Brian Patterson who oversees our our high school coverage for our entire newspaper uh, group from the South Bay Daily Breeze down to Orange County. He's probably our MVP, and and of course there's Tom Moore who's our executive sports editor with. He's got to sign off on me working. You know, you know uh, he, I mean, he doesn't sign off that I'm not working. But uh, he, he's provided some meaningful leadership through the years, uh, mentorship through the years as well. But, you know, um, I would say, Matt, just being focused on your job and not worrying about this or that. That was, for me, in 2017 was my biggest um, my biggest attribute I wanted to work with. Like, okay, and I got, I have to remove myself from the coaching end of things and the video end of things and to really hone in on covering the Pasadena area, covering the Whittier area, and making sure that we have the most complete coverage we can possibly have. Well, now you get to be around the game and, and not have to worry about wins and losses late on a Friday night. I couldn't agree with you more. I tell people I, I get my Friday night fix, you know, uh, on Fridays, you know, and then obviously, you know, you uh, you know, on Monday or Tuesday, I'll write or whatever, but I don't miss the coaching end of it. I don't miss Saturday mornings. You know, you got to wake up early and, and set things up for the coaches to watch film and everything or, or break down film. And I don't miss, 
editing film on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday at a high school or whatever, you know, that part I don't miss. I, you know, I do, I will, the one thing I do miss, Matt, is the interaction with the players and having a, a, a relationship with the players because, uh, uh, they, they you know, they're they the ones that, uh, they, they kind of, they kind of feel your, 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 your engine, so to speak. You know, you're, you know, the great coaches are not about themselves. They're about, again, player development, like what Mark does and what you guys do at real, uh, real Hondo prep really well. And, uh, that's the part I can, I think I, I miss the most, but it's funny because now a lot of the players I start covering or whatever, you know, they're in college. They still call me up. They all, they always are picking my brain, you know, as far as leadership is concerned, you know, and all that, and, you know, lending a positive hand. So, and even in that, and I still, you know, I still get that, you know, quite a bit, but, um, I don't miss, I don't miss the day-to-day grind. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. All, all that goes into it. Um, and, and the other thing too, I'll tell you, and I'll make you laugh now. It's, it's, it's great is that, you know, on, on Saturday mornings, I can watch college game day where, you know, the last 20 years, I didn't watch college game day because I was busy working. So, so I, I, Saturday mornings are, are okay for me now. I can sleep in and not have to worry about it. You know, we have too much on my plate, so to speak, in the morning. So I, I'm okay with that. No, I, I stopped coaching. I was coaching the Rio Junior High program a while. Then I got mm-hmm. out of that. And then I went into officiating. Did like 10, 11 years of the Foothill Citrus area. And it, it, there was something special about the brotherhood and everything. But yeah, Friday Friday night would happen. You'd wake up and then a Saturday morning, a little sore. And you're like, oh, I got my college game now. And it's just like. Now there's trust. Don't get me wrong. There's still nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. I'd rather be on a Friday night than a high school football game, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe to watch or whatever, but it is nice just to be like, Oh, I can relax now and watch Saturday games and just hang out and, and, and this and that. So yeah, I, uh, there, there's a grind. But, but at the same time that you feel that way because you care about the job that you're doing, you know what I'm saying? That you want to make sure that, you know, if you're a coach or, or an official, you want to do as, as good a job as you possibly can, you know, learning along the way, you know, you, you care about the game you care about the position and that, and that says something for you, Matt, you know, it really does. Well, uh, we already kind of went back in time a little bit being like, wait, did, sure. when, did we cross our, I think we crossed paths probably without even knowing each other, uh, when you were coaching and I was officiating a uh, big mentor and obviously friend of mine is Tracy McFaith, the former yeah. signer of the Foothill Citrus unit. Do you know yeah. Tracy at all? Tracy is a great friend. Uh, I've known Tracy for almost two decades now. Uh, he's living the retirement life, which is great. Uh, he's, uh, he's over in Pismo Bay. He goes every summer for, for his trip and everything. But uh, again, another, I think another guy who really cared about the game. Yeah. And he wanted to meet, you know, and there was a sense of when he did or officiated a game, you knew, okay, we're going to, you know, it's going to be officiated the right way. You don't have to worry about who's on the white hat tonight. Cause you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to be treated fairly. And I think that's, you know, if you're an official, you want to make sure that, you know, you have the, the full, the full uh, faith and uh, the good stamp of approval of, you know, the coach thinks you're going to give, you know, you're good and that you're going to give him a fair shake. That's all you can ask for. You so, know? so, so, uh, so, you never yelled at Tracy then, huh? Or he never. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. You know, you know, we all we always have, uh, you know, we always have our, you know, our yeah. our different interpretations on what holding is. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> but but again, but Tracy was always he treated everybody with respect. You know, and he wanted to make sure that the players were you know, the stars of the show, not the officials. Sometimes you get officials who throw 30 flags on, on the game and they think that it's all about them. You know, it's, it's, you have to remind them sometimes it's about the players, you know, like if we, if we, you know, at, I mean, at the end of the day, Matt, I mean, you think about it this way. You can call a penalty on virtually every play in football. Especially high school football. No question. <laughs> okay. You can call holding, you know, 30 times. But, you know, there's just a, a, you know, a fine line you have to develop where, you know what, we're just going to call the most egregious penalties because, you know, we don't want to be here until 1.30. You You know, we want to get out of here at a decent time. And it's about the kids who want to play. You know, if you're going to call penalties like that, then then go try out for the NFL. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Get the alligators, let the lizards go. That's always. That's a good, that's a like that. I'm going to keep that one there, buddy. Thank you. Uh, I stole it from someone else. So. uh, (laughs) Okay. That's how it works. That is how it works. I mean, you got football coaches are copycats. And once they see something, Oh, we got to see it. You know, we got to run it. You know, you don't know, you don't know how many times I heard that over the years. So. (laughs) 
Well, uh, yeah, Tracy does, did a great job uh, as the assigner too. Luther Wilson is the new assigner, and he's Luther is awesome. He's doing so much work. Uh, with he is up against it just because the shortage of officials. I mean, I used to work; I could be working. Well, I really can't because of work schedule. But right. there's a shortage of official, and 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 guys like Luther are putting in tremendous amount of work just to. Oh. There's guys at these games, so and I, and I and I think if you're watching this video, first off, you know if you have the capacity to become an official, I would strongly suggest that you do so because what I'm finding out today compared to probably when we were coaching Matt is the players have so much respect for the officials today. You know, I think the majority of the problems you see with officials come from parents over enthusiastic parents, maybe a, a over enthusiastic coach once in a while, but you know, the kids, they are, they are, so respectful they are so thankful and I, and I see this this year covering the 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 the, the high volume of sports that I co I've covered from January to now these kids just you know they're thankful that you know there's someone there who's going to officiate a game and so I, what I would say to the person if they're watching this is you know first off it's a pretty good side gig you get paid deep decently well and I can tell you that in a lot of sports there's going to be a hike it appears to be in the um, in the stipends that are going to be going to officials per game now. It looks like it's going to happen. So you can make it, you can make some pretty good side money, but at the same time, you get to watch these athletes like Jonathan or whatever. You know, I mean, I would be shocked if Jonathan said anything to an official, or other than to say thank you or whatever. Yeah. And I think you see that today with most of our student athletes. They they are so respectful. They've been you know they they've been taught the right way. So I, if you could just overlook the occasional parent once in a while who thinks that, you know, uh, John Henry is going to be uh, the next Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and just get away from that, it's, it's, I think you're, 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 you will find it, it is much, much <clears throat> rewarding. And, and it's fun for an official to work a CIF championship game. There's nothing better because that just tells, you, you know, tells everybody you've done a, a more than a satisfactory job. You've done an excellent job. You know, I did it for like 10 years, uh, actually three sports, football, basketball, baseball, mm -hmm. uh, had a great time doing it. I, I encourage anybody. I know it doesn't sound like it, but it really was a lot of fun to do. I mean, it's a chapter of my life that is probably behind me for now, but sure. I, I enjoyed it. I really, there was a few bumps along the way, but overall it really is a fun thing to do to go out there and, and then to grow. Also, if you really take it seriously, I mean, right. when I started, right, because you're a team too, you know, when you, you know, when you're officiating a, a football game, it's not about, you've got six other guys that are with you, five to six other guys that are with you for the night. You guys are working as a team. Yeah, yeah. So you still get that team family feel to it. You know, when you're on the field, you know, you know, again, now, you know, you, and I think what the parents need to understand too, is that you're not going to get a clean game where every high school game is going to be you know, officiate a hundred percent. There's going to be a mistake made once, you know, and I can tell you coaches or officials don't do it maliciously. They're not going to go before a game and say, Hey, I'm going to screw Mark Carson today. You know, that's going to happen. You know, you just have to, Hey, you know, you have to grunt, you know, you're, you know, you have to bare your teeth once in a while. Hey, there's a mistake made. We all make mistakes in life, you know? So, um, man, I know, you, you know, like I said, you officiated, um, I, if I wasn't writing, trust me, I would be officiating because I, there's a very, well, there's a competitive side to me that I enjoy the action. I, I enjoy the action between the, you know, the, the hash marks, so to speak, and, you know, in football, to use our, our vocabulary, you know, but um, I would highly suggest it today. I'm, I know the CIF office is making a huge push for it, and I would be, I, I've been trying to as much as I possibly can, you know, retweet uh, a, a tweet that comes out from the Southern Section Office or the State Office. Uh, asking for officials because it, it's it's if you're an athlete, this is this is your best way to to stay connected with the sport. Absolutely, former players. Uh, if you've played before, even if you've been out of high school a few years, I mean, by all means, it's a great way to get back in. And and you know this, James. It's a little less time. There's some things you got to do off the field, but it's a little less time consuming than than coaching is. You know, so that's another benefit to. Do. Yeah, but you're working at the same time too. Yeah. I mean, I know football officials today. They're watching more film. You know, as much as possible. And they also, and, and I know this for, I know uh, with Foothill Citrus, they are training the guys the right way so they can, they can get working right away early. So, um, 
it, you know, it's it's. I just think you know today, if you're looking to stay, to have a skin in the game, make a you know a few extra dollars, and enjoy the competition, there's no better time to be an official than right now. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. You'll get you'll get plenty of work. They need people for sure. Uh, James, you mentioned it uh, already, but like uh, go into more detail with the San Gabriel uh, Tribune, the Star mm-hmm. News, um, the Whittier. Uh, Telegram is that right? Okay. The Whittier Daily News. The Daily News. Excuse me. Uh, mm-hmm. Did did those all three kind of merge together? Uh, yes. A few years ago. Well, it was more than a few years ago. It was more kind of like uh, twenty years ago. Okay. Over twenty five years ago, and it was basically done. You know, when they, I believe, when they first did it because of. Uh, infrastructure within the newspaper group. We were printing, um, you know, the our printing press was just, you know, we had a one centralized location. So we just felt we had one office. We'll put, you know, we'll work in, you know, uh, three satellite offices, you know, which was the case back in 2000. Um, but we just wanted to put everything together in one umbrella so that uh, it was easier for our editors. It was easier for uh, uh, our writers, you know, so to speak, both on the news level and at the, at the sports level so to speak and uh that's all it was it was it was just you know and we're seeing more today we're seeing a lot throughout the united states we're seeing more papers kind of you know merge into one so to speak and it's and it's just done for um business purposes only and there's nothing uh you know nothing too much you can put at it so how do you guys decide like where you will be on a Friday night, for instance. I know there's Thursday night games too, but for- we play rock, paper, scissors. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> you get real. You get real all the time. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know, we go Russian bowl, right? Is that how it goes? You know, um, we'll talk it out. You know, we'll have, you know, and it's kind of funny because we'll start talking. Like uh, we've already pretty much know what we're going to cover next week, mm-hmm. so we're always kind of one step ahead um, as to what games we're going to cover. Um, you know, we'll talk about it. You know, at the end of the day, um, Freddie has to call. You know, he gets first dibs on whatever he wants for all the obvious reasons. Um, excuse me. I'm probably I got probably get the the first you know calls you know to what I want to cover for the night, so to speak, and then we'll just dish it down to our our rest of our correspondents who who write for us. So um, that's how we basically do it. You know, we want to. You know, we want to. Uh, uh, I always say this, Matt, we want to accurately and appropriately cover a game that is meaningful for our readership. Mm, I like that. That's, like that's that. about the best I can put it, you know, and without, you know, say, okay, we're, you know, we're going to, you know, uh, you know, we, you know, we cover this team too much or whatever. All I will say, and I tell this to everybody, we will accurately and appropriately cover the, the teams that need to be covered. Well, it's beneficial to you guys. I mean, when something, when there's a story, when there's something that's interesting that people don't know about, you guys want that out there. Sure. You don't just want to be like, oh, Bishop Ahmad does another game this week. It's like, no, there, there's there's more to it than goes into that. Uh, obviously, the best, the better programs are going to get more coverage, would say. Um, but the secrets that are out there, you know, you guys, you guys do a good job of, of following other programs. I mean, I already talked to you about covering Rio. Uh, I know Fred has high praise of Rio as well. Uh, I used to really like, even when I was officiating on a Friday night to see, I think it was Fred and Aram do a video about sure. re- reacting to things. I mean, the, sure. the, the coverage has changed a bit. I'd like to show you and Fred did recently. I mean, we, we need more of that stuff talking high school football. I think it's great. We have fun. And that's the biggest thing at the end of the day is, you know, whether we're doing the two minute drill during the week or what we're doing now, which is, you know, we'll do a, a post game edition of, uh, you know, of our two minute drill, which is on Twitter spaces, you know, and we, you know, we talk about the games. We, you know, we're trying to get more coaches to come on to talk about their wins and everything and, and, and all that. But again, at the end of the day, we're trying to, you know, increase our, our, our readership. We're trying to have, you know, giving. And at the same time, we want to give uh, the proper credit to these student athletes who are doing a great job. You know, uh, uh, that's part of, like, for instance, when I do my, uh, our Monday uh, review for the Tuesday paper, or, you know, we call it the, the weekend wrap. Uh, I'm looking for the non-obvious. You know, there, you know, there may be a running back at Diamond Bar that's really good. Well, let me find out about him, so to speak, you know. Uh, you're just looking for for stuff like that, so it, it's fun because there's always something out there, Matt. And, you're, and I always tell the young guys today, it's out there. It's your job to find it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love all the content that is available. I mean, I can listen to you know, you can turn the TV on and hear hear uh, the, the ESPN guys talking about uh, the Pac-12 or the SEC. But to me, when you're talking 
finding that group that talks about high school football, it's, it's very cool. It's unique. It's one of the reasons I wanted to do the, the show with Rio on Mondays because it's, it's different. You know, you don't get to hear about Rio Hondo or high school ball like you do, you know, SC and, and uh, college football on, on, on Saturdays and such. So wh- where is the best place to follow more of your guys' content, your videos and, and things that you guys put out? Well, there's, we can always start by on our websites. You know, we have the SGVTribune.com, the PassingTheStarNews.com, and the WhittierDailyNews.com. That's, that's the first uh, spot. Now, if you're on social media, uh, Freddie Robledo has his Twitter handle, which is SGVN underscore sports. Uh, I'm James underscore Scarcega. We try to cover as much high school you know, sports beyond football and beyond, as we like, as we like to say. Um those are probably the two better, uh, better spots. You know, like we're, we're big on Twitter. So if you're, if you're, uh, you know, I know a lot of folks like to use push notifications on their phones to on Twitter. If you, you know, if you want your true Friday night experience, you, you know, you might want to make sure you're, you're following myself and Freddie and, you know, pushing it on your cell phone because you'll, you'll, you'll have a pretty good idea of what the, uh, what the action is like throughout the area by the time, uh, your favorite team has uh, completed the game that night. So. Yeah, those, are probably the, those are probably the two best spots there, man. Awesome. I saw the video recently. I even posted, uh, re- reposted what you guys are talking about. It's it's nice to see uh, good content going on about local sports. And so, uh, yeah, I, I especially here the next few weeks, league play, the season's coming down to the wire. I mean, yeah. it's exciting fun. stuff, isn't it? This is this, this is what's all about here now, Matt. You know, it's 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 one thing to have the the non league games, and we all we all get those, but. You know, we're at, we're at the final push of the season, so to speak, and um, it's exciting. You know, I, I there's a little. I could just tell you from my perspective, it's, there's a little uh, there's a little pep to my step because these games uh, have some importance and meaning now. Whereas before, you know, it's a non-league game, okay, whatever. You know, you, you know, there's 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 uh, the, the the truth and consequences portion of the season has finally arrived. Every snap matters. It's it does. Um, it does. Why, if you had to sum it up, why would you say, I'm sure you cover other sports. You already mentioned that. And, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about that in a second, but sure. why for you is high school football. It seems to me like it's your favorite thing to cover. Maybe it isn't, but, but what stands out about high school football? What makes that so special for you to cover? Wow. That's a great question. Um, I just love the purity of it. Yeah. I, you know, you know, you know, when you walk into a stadium, you just don't know what you're going to get on Friday night. It's just to me. It's, it's still there's still the charge about it, you know. There's still the charge of you know for me the the juice of when you walk into the stadium and like for instance with, at your place over at Care Youth, there's a there's a taco stand right nearby where you you know you don't you know you're not you know waiting for a fifteen dollar hot dog at SoFi. You know you can get some tacos right on the on the spot there. But there's other great places you know where they have tremendous snack bars and everything, and then. Uh, for me, it's it's the game, and then it's the interaction with the coaches and the players because you know they they understand that we're in it, we're working just as hard as they are, and they appreciate it. And uh, it, it's one of the few sports, Matt, today where you, there is still that intimate mm. relationship between the coach and the reporter, where you can say, you know, if Mark was to call me up and say, you know, can we have an an off the record conversation about something? And you can have it for 20 minutes, and it's great. You know, you, there's no, you know, you, you, there's a trust there, knowing okay, it's not going to go online. You know, it's just between that reporter and that coach. And I don't think you get that with college football or with the pros because it's just it's just not built that way these days. Where I think in high school football and high school sports in general, you know, if you treat if you treat the coaches the right way, they'll treat you the right way, and you know, you inevitably. Uh, you, you start building some more meaningful relationships, and I think that's what uh, what makes I, for me high school football fun is 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 uh, it just it's the whole product. Yeah, it's the yeah, whole yeah. thing. It's every you know from the band. I mean, I'm we're filming this. I'm going to go watch Glendora tonight. I can't think of a better band that has a uh, 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 that makes a bigger impact more than the Glendora Glendora High School Marching Band. They're they're all, I mean it is absolutely awesome. Uh, it's, it's, it's just everything that's, it surrounds it. And, and at the end, the end of the day too, and I, I know I mentioned this before, you just don't know what you're going to get on Friday night. And that's what makes it special. You, who's going to be the player you're going to talk about the next day or in your story? You know, will it be, uh, you know, that 
second string quarterback or that second string wide receiver who decided to have a big night tonight, you know, you know, those are the things that, that make that make the night so much fun. Some great storylines for sure. It's, it's absolutely the purity, the community, I, I mean, yeah. the bands, as you mentioned, I mean, some of these programs, they put out their parents and the volunteers, they put out some, I mean, you're going to be at Citrus tonight. They'll have all kinds of snack bar and kettle corn. All oh yeah. Most yeah. Oh man. Some of the food. they. It's a community. Out. It's still a community event at the end of the day. Exactly. exactly. You know, just like it was like you got, you know, like you guys Friday night, it was a, a tremendous atmosphere. And then, and it's been something you guys have cultivated for over 30 years now. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, you guys have done a great job, you know, doing it and, and you continue to reap the, the rewards from it. So it, it, to me, uh, Friday night still has a special genre in Southern California mm-hmm. and with all throughout the country. And yeah, I just don't think, you know, I know in a lot of other sports clubs, sports is kind of, you know, filtered their way into into the into the uh, mainstream a little bit, but I just don't think you're going to get that in, in, in high school football. I still I still think high school football on Friday night is the best bargain in today's economy. Oh man, that, that's very well said. Yeah, uh, and and think of think of it this way: everyone knows what Friday night lights means. Those right. three words: Friday night lights. Oh, that's high school football. There's nothing to my knowledge. There's nothing else like that. A phrase that isn't exactly you know doesn't tell the whole story like that but you know when you hear oh man there's nothing like friday night lights that that uh, famous phrase uh james what are some other sports teams uh that that you cover um with with the paper that you write about uh high school football is only you know 11 12 however many weeks it is plus the playoffs so what else uh, do you like to cover uh, uh, the rest of the year everything uh, <laughs> and, and, and i don't mean that in in uh, to 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 be over dramatic about it but you know part of my job is i cover a lot of sports so if you know i cover basketball and baseball softball uh volleyball this year um, you know before the end of the year is done i may have to do some i'll probably have to do some water polo and uh and tennis uh you know there's re- you know I, there's wrestling i do in the winter um in the spring i covered a lot of track i mean you do i i run it you know i I run it. I cover it all, and and I think that for me is the is the the true pleasure of it because it, you don't get bored doing one sport. It's not like okay, you're covering the Rams all year long. You know, you you know, you're you're talking to the same guys, to the same coaches. You're going to the same practice facility. You're going to the same uh, game night uh, stadium. Which you know, look at SoFi is not a bad place to go at these days. You know, let's <laughs> be honest. You know, but uh, but. But, you know, when you're covering high school sports, it's not stale. You know, you you just w- run into, you know, each, it doesn't matter what sport it is. You run to these wonderful student athletes who have these stories uh, and everything. And I and I just stand in awe of them. And, and they're tre- they're great stories to to uh, to to write about. And uh, maybe it's I'm a little bit different than everybody else, but I don't mind it. I just love like, again, I don't want to beat my drum, so to speak, too much. But I was at a. Locking out of South Pasadena game last night for volleyball, you know, it was as great a night of, as I've had in a long time because you saw student athletes performing at such a high level that you don't see it too often. And when you do, you enjoy it and you kind of hold on to it. And so you get that, in, in, you know, when you're covering high school sports, you know, it, uh, I, I consider it's, it's, it's a pretty fortunate job. Oh yeah, front row seat to to high school competition is great. It's not uh, professionals getting paid or even. But it's the characters behind it too, though. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, you got some true characters in, in the coaching circles and everything. But um, it's what keeps you on your toes. I don't mind that. No doubt, and you know, I think it also when I look at a high school football game. Uh, I, 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 it's been out of high school, you know, 18 years now, but I, mm-hmm. I look and I'm like, you remember being in high school, like it was yesterday. Absolutely. You know, it takes you. Absolutely. I, I, it was, we had a, a reunion a couple of weeks ago up at Shore high school with our old football coach, Kenny, Kenny Davis. And, um, it just brought back a, a bunch of memories. It was great, you know, and, and, and without coach Davis to, you know, kind of, Kickstarting me into high school sports from coaching to, to writing now, I don't know where I would be without him, sort of speaking. You know, those are the type of coaches that stay with you for a, for a good long while. 
Mm, and I think Mark and I think Mark is the same thing. I think if you were to bring back yeah. his the players that play for him and bring him back today, you'd probably get a similar reaction because um it's just the the type of program you guys have. Yeah, that's how I feel about Coach Kendrain and how I feel Mark yeah. starting out. Kenny's awesome. Kenny's oh. absolutely awesome. <laughs> it's great people over there that uh, I look up to still to this day. Uh James, let me ask you, you got the nice Beautiful looking Rams uh, shirt there. I got my Rams sweatshirt on here. We got to talk about the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, were you a lifelong Rams fan? Talk to me about uh, a little bit of your your Rams. Fan. Well, I'm, I, I have a friend of mine who, who works for the Rams. Uh, I don't want to say what department or whatever, but I've been I was fortunate enough to do some some work for him uh, this past year, and uh, so maybe I'm a new Rams fan because uh, you know from a monetary point of view but uh i think that i think the organization um is absolutely top notch from the from the from the from the ceo all the way down you can just tell when you work for them it's it's a uh it is a tremendous tremendous uh organization to work for i mean and uh they're playing well man they're playing well right now you know they're four and one i believe or five and one i believe um we're playing some good ball right now and i think uh they're kind of built they have the season. I think the fans are, are expected are expected them to have, and it's kind of fun to watch. Oh man, absolutely! I was I was so thrilled when they came home in 2016. Just that was good enough for me. And then all of a sudden, they got pretty good pretty fast. Had some down years too, but uh, you know, I always remind people this: LA's first professional sports team. You know, they're they're home now, and that's that's where they should be. But uh, what can you say, James? About I mean, the Chargers are here now too. I think, mm-hmm. I think they're San Diego, but but I mean, the fact that. For years, LA didn't have football, and now back to having two teams. What's it mean for the city? I think it's huge. I think it's huge from an economic point of view because you know if you if you go by SoFi now and you see what's being built around that stadium, it's it, you cannot help but know that there's going to be an economic windfall that's going to happen for Los Angeles, Inglewood. So when you factor that in. Um, I just think you get the whole package. I mean, when you have an, an NFL team here in LA, you, you know, um, and if you're good, the fans are going to come out. That's one thing about the fans around here. They're very knowledgeable, much like they are in New York. You know, if you're not good, they're not going to come out. They're just, they're just not going to play. You know, they're not going to spend their money to come out to a game. But if, but if you put out a, a, a very meaningful product at the professional level, fans will come out. Well, look at the Dodgers. You know, they've been here for, you know, almost five decades now, six decades, so to speak. And what are you know their 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 brand is pretty simple. They play great baseball, and that's what this is demanded of them every season. And when they're making these playoff runs, it's not by surprise, and it's come to expect it because they're the Los Angeles Dodgers. We come to expect it, and so I think the Rams are going to be in that same similar spot here pretty soon. Yeah, I think football's so different in the sense that you know we didn't have teams here for so long so people went uh, to other teams you know uh, well and i think you know you talk with usc football one of the reasons why they got you know really big real fast is they were the only show in town that's right that's you right. know you know when pete was here you know Pete carroll was here you know they were the only game in town now you know they're not the only game in town so you know you got to compete a little bit for for the entertainment dollar which is going to be you know, it's it's what it is in Los Angeles. You know that the, the entertainment dollar. You you know you're going to have to compete for it, and so um, it's it's changed. It's changed a lot. And I think you know with the Rams, I, but at the same time, I think it's nice that the Rams are back home where they should be. Yeah. And I think the stadium in which they're at is going to. It's just it's 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 the most beautiful stadium. I've, I've been lucky enough to gone to. AT&T Stadium. I, you know, I haven't gone to, to Vegas to go see the Death Star, you know, down there. But uh, it, it's it's every time I'm there, I, I, I consider myself lucky because it's a, it's a beautiful facility. That stadium is something. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's the Super Bowl this year. The first Super Bowl was in L.A. at the Coliseum. Now this one here with the state of the art. I mean, it, it's just incredible. One thing about USC, I said on the podcast a few days ago about mm-hmm. I feel like USC football is is dead i mean the 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 headstone is is in the ground it's being chiseled away here uh they can be saved they can rise from the dead if usc makes a splash higher i don't know who that will be but i i just sit here and i'm like if they don't make something that is interesting a big splash i think usc football might 
I don't know, go off into the distance, go off into the wind. I, I'm just sitting here as a, as a guy who doesn't know anything, but I, I just think the state of the program couldn't be worse right now. Be patient. That's all I will say. <laughs> be patient. I think it'll all work itself out. And I think in today's world, we're so, we want instant gratification. Yeah. I think uh, just patience is going to be, is going to be needed here right now. Definitely. Definitely. It's going to take some time. Well, yes. uh, James, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy. Oh, Matt, it's, it's, it's the least I can do, pal. Anytime, anytime you, uh, you've got, you know how to get a hold of me. If you, if you ever, ever need to need to talk, I'm being more than happy to, but, uh, I, I can, I cannot express, um, how wonderful, uh, the real Honda prep program is. It is, it is the gold. I think it's one of the gold standard programs in the San Gabriel Valley, if not Southern California. Um, I, and it's, and I, it's just, you guys have, I respect you guys so, so, so much. I mean, it was, it's one of those programs where, if, you know, if, if market today, hey, you want to work for free, I'd be like, I'll be there tomorrow, you know, but you know, if I had the, if I had the energy and everything else, but I think, uh, I think you guys are, are, will continue to, to show, everybody in the San Gabriel Valley, what culture and togetherness and um, holding yourself to a high standard, we're, we're, they all intersect. And I, th I think that's what makes, makes your, makes it makes the program so, so special. It's a special brand indeed. And, and yeah, they just got to get, that's a good word. get that enrollment up a little bit. And uh, that way they're, they're suiting up more than uh, 23 guys. Maybe so. They well, let's, let's get, hey, how about this? How about we get the economy going a little bit faster and then we'll start getting a few, few extra students there. How's that one? I think it's a great idea. Great idea. <laughs> they got to be able to scrimmage each other in practice 11 on 11. That'd be nice. Oh <laughs> gosh. But I will say this. If anybody, if you have a chance, watch, if, if you've never been to a pot, passing the poly versus real Honda prep game, I would encourage you to do so it is a special event every year i put it right up there with near pasadena um as the best rivalry games in in, in the san gabriel valley it's, well, it's, it's awesome it. i've been saying it for 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 months and years it's it. not even debatable with me it's a great great rivalry and there's some good ones there's the smudge pot san Dimas, i agree the east la class i mean there's there's some big rivalries but i think past poly and, and rio hondo prep are right up there Oh. Right, and 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 it, and it was even more. Now I understand Pasadena Poly is now playing their games at the at South Pasadena High School, but there was always something special about playing at three o'clock on week ten with the league championship on the line. You know, now for us sports writers, three o'clock kickoffs are like gold. You know, you it's great. You know, you can write a story, not have to worry about deadline or anything. But if you just go beyond that, I just think uh, there's there's something special when when you have Poly and and real playing for you know a game which high stakes are at, are are at the table here and, and it's it's a, i think it's as good as a game as pasadena and mirrors because of how well and the respect that both programs have for each other yeah i i was privileged to have a uh, coach chris mo came on the show uh oh he's awesome isn't he yeah he came on before the week before the game as we were promoting the game and he couldn't have been a, a better guy first time i met him and just he tremendous praise for rio and then i i came away from that thinking to myself man i i'm supposed to hate paulie i kind of like this guy <laughs> but at the same time you know and, I, and i've talked to both chris and mark about this they bring the best out of each other when they play each other and i think that's uh, it's so is what's what's missing today you know it's like you know it's okay to have a rivalry it's okay to have another team within your league that is just as good as you are because it's going to make you work a little bit more harder you know and practice maybe a little bit more harder you know there's nothing nothing wrong with that at all and i think that's what makes that you know that rivalry so special it's like players like players coaches that have so much respect for each other but want to beat the the tail off each other so to speak but you know at the end of the day because you get you put that all together you get yourself a great game and then it happens every year. Mutual respect for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Rihondo prep versus Pasadena Poly. Get out to that game next year, folks. If you yes. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to make it out there next year. I, I, that's my my first promise. I can, you know, we can get the schedule worked out right. Well, I'll be out there next I year. Told hey, they man. need it to be back in the Rose Bowl. Make that an annual thing. That was awesome. Uh, Wasn't that nice? Wasn't that great? Woo, that was fun. Uh, James, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Matt. High school football with me. My pleasure. Anytime, pal. For the kind words about the uh, one of the great brands in the San Gabriel Valley, Real Honda Prep Football. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, buddy. 
Wow. Well, thank you, James Escarciga, for coming on the program today. That was so much fun. Uh, talk some Friday Night Lights, some real Hondo prep football specifically, and just what it's like kind of writing about uh, the sports and the different stories you see in high school football and just a fun conversation there. Talking about officiating, yeah, promoting, getting more officials out there. Just I was really, really happy with how that turned out. Hopefully you guys uh, follow some of his work. Him and Fred Robledo and, and others do a great job covering high school football. We get a lot of content from them. So hopefully they'll pass along the Get Home Safe podcast to some of their viewers. And uh, we'll, we'll uh, be one of those, uh, those high school football shows that we can have out there weekly. Anyway, uh, fun stuff, as always, from the Get Home Safe podcast. Thanks again, James, James Escarciga. And uh, safe travels along the way as you continue your great support of high school sports. Guys, I will wrap up this week of shows on the Get Home Safe podcast. Friendly reminder for those who are maybe new to the program. On Mondays uh, during the fall, I have been doing a Real Hondo prep preview and recap of the previous game and, and also previewing the upcoming game of Friday. We have head coach Mark Carson on the show, as well as uh, joined by some other guests. Usually a player, a senior on the team comes on for a few minutes and we just chat with them about their experiences playing for Real Hondo prep. Wednesdays is kind of turned into a, a brief small show of me just rambling away in the middle of the week about some of my opinions on sports topics and just random things that occur in life that I'm like, hey, well, you know, what, what are your guys' thoughts on this? So Wednesdays is that. And then Fridays, like you heard today, a fun conversation with a new guest every week, just talking about pretty much anything, whatever their specialty is, or maybe uh, their, their journey through life. A lot, a lot of fun for me to do this stuff uh, here on the Get Home Safe podcast. Uh, we have many different social media platforms where you can follow the podcast, Get Home Safe podcast on Facebook and on Twitter, uh, excuse me, and on Instagram. On Twitter, our handle is Get Home Safe Pod and our email address. We'd love to hear from you. Get Home Safe podcast at yahoo.com. You can also con comment on our social media, excuse me, social media, but also our YouTube channel. Uh, give us a like, subscribe, follow, all those good things. Uh, if you want to comment on there, by all means, do so. But if you have a specific question, specific topic you want to send in, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. You can also send in a voice message if you look at the bottom of the episode notes here. Click on that. It'll tell you exactly what to do. You should get some voicemails there from Real Hondo Prep fans for Coach Carson. But whenever you want to do it, it's all good for me. Guys, it's been a busy day. It's been a long day. That's enough for me. But thanks again, James Escarciga, for coming on the program. Can't wait to be back with you guys next week for some more great shows, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Have a great weekend. We'll be recording with head coach Mark Carson on Sunday morning to recap Friday's game. And uh, we will have the podcast out on Monday for the that, that episode that we will be recording. So I uh, hope you will join us then. Guys, have a great weekend. But as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.